0: helmets and heels. Built by DreamFinders Homes. Is presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products on 1010XL. Now your hosts, Donna Murphy, Lauren Brooks, Amanda Borges, and Blythe Brumley.
1: Well, we have upgraded our normal habitat of the radio station to the luxurious back porch at the DreamFinders Home just outside of Everbank Field. And we We have several Gator fans in the house tonight (laughs) for our VIP Florida Georgia tailgate. I, for one, am clearly very excited. Do you as here? Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I know I'm the only one who is going to even be able to stomach all of the orange and blue, but Ugh. we have orange and, and blue more. and red and black it Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm loving this. Now, it, the weather wasn't great earlier, but we, I think, just got into a little bit calmer, so it's looking great. Yeah, I don't it's think it's it's looking great. anymore. I no, know? I don't think so at all. Uh-uh. So we are excited about the free food, free drinks. Yep. Everyone who registered, thank you so much for Coming out. Yes. We have a pink chocolate football filled with chocolate covered popcorn that we're going to give away Two. later, too. I only see one.
2: Oh, did you want No, I have not. I <laughs> <Not laughs> have not. No. Not
3: yet. <laughs> How are y'all doing on a Tuesday? Pretty darn good. It's a bye week. I don't really know how to feel about that. I'm gonna wake <laughs> up tomorrow and be like, "What do I do with my day?" I can give you a list of several Well, I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll find things. You lots can do of it things. for me.
2: For no, a fan, it means things. you do not lose on True. Sunday. True. There is no going. There's no win. Lower free Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: it's. It- the only way is if someone has some sort of injury in the bye week or does something ridiculously stupid right. in the bye week, which Better under Gus so far, right, under Gus Bradley so far, yeah. we've not had stuff like that. Well,
3: and actually there are reports that they're working out kickers tomorrow.
1: Yes, but not Josh Scobie because not they Josh already Scobie. know what he can do. But that right. what that means when I heard that comment is or read that comment, it's not that they're not going to bring back Josh Scobie, just that they're not going to have him try, try out. out. But they, yes. would, in theory, could still evaluate him along with some other kickers, which is funny because my college team just brought, did this for <laughs> right. college kickers, and they brought back a walk-on who had been on the team before as a kicker. So a How
3: awesome. funny would it be if the Jags did what the Gators did, though? Like, hey, come <laughs> sign up. You have to be eligible. You have to be between 20 and 27. You have to be male, and you have to be able to kick kick a football why do you have to be male amanda because do you know any females that play in the nfl um no okay so (laughs) but it's not you've played soccer go try it i'm not saying they can't try out but i feel like that's those are the parameters they would lay out sure um
1: i have a funny story from when i did the women's football clinic here with the jags when mike malarkey was taking over as head coach Well, hopefully you had a better experience kicking field goals because when I went to kick it, I am, like you said, soccer player, we're taught to kick laces down and drive the ball. Not flail it up high. Well, I was kicking it as I normally do, as hard as I can, and the guy who was underneath the goalpost wasn't paying that much attention. It went straight oh, no. to his private parts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of laughed and then went back in the line. And when I got back to my turn, apologize? he goes, "I mean, I'm sure I was like, sorry, but he was kind of far away." Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so I got back in line, got to the front of the line. And he goes, "You no, <laughs> no, get out. You're not allowed." So it's that's my only time I've ever attempted to kick a field goal, and I flailed. So I will not be wow. trying. <laughs> but, yeah, it I'll would be tried. interesting if they brought Josh Scobie back. You would be happy,
4: right? I would be really happy as long as he can perform on the field. I, I just, I'm all for competition. So I, for me, the departing with Josh Scobie is, you know, in the rear view, rear view mirror. And for me, I, I just want somebody that can consistently make the kicks. Mm-hmm. What if Curtis tried out? Again, competition. He, if he can he make it, it I don't care who club?
2: suits up. Sure. I think that I'm sure shot him and Scobie him. have done nothing but play golf, right?
1: Since <laughs> Scobie's been back, yeah, maybe. Yeah.
4: Well, yeah. Scobie did put out a picture the other day of, of his son playing at the driving range, oh, so that was cute. Yeah, I think that's fun. his first communication. Since, is he back on Twitter oh. now? He's not back on okay. Twitter. Not okay. that I've seen, but I think it was just a Facebook post. Okay. So. Fascinating.
1: I'm sure he's been yeah living it up since... Yeah, a little Pittsburgh. vacay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, this is not in our show topics for tonight, but Chad sent us an email with a story about Doug Marone. Mm-hmm. And it was a long article that ESPN had written, but it was really fascinating that he basically wanted to leave Buffalo so badly as the head coach and come and take a lower position here as the offensive line coach because the hatred and vitriol up there and the turmoil was so bad. Wow. And he couldn't, like his kids were crying after school each day wow. and couldn't go to the grocery store.
4: Yeah, it was wild. Well, th- to start off the game on Sunday... That that uh, Rex Ryan sent out his offensive line yeah. in a coin toss, which I thought was a little bit of a jerky move. But. Well, and after the game, Doug Marone
1: put on, I guess, you know, put up his hoodie, wouldn't t- speak with media, uh. went straight back. And, like, not because of that. I think that was clearly Rex Ryan being right. Rex Ryan, kind of needling him. But yeah. just didn't want to deal with it at all. And um, even when, I guess, Doug Marone sat down to do the interview, his wife was really nervous about the whole thing just because of how crazy it was up there. It's interesting how Buffalo could be that, you know, under such a microscope as the coach up there right when you think that'd be more new york than yeah. there, but well it is
2: new york certainly there too but yeah it's just it's, it's typical that's what happens in you know in cities like that that you know uh have more than one team that they root for and everything like that but it's typical new york that's just what happens there and i'm sorry paul <laughs> yes. Our resident Mets fan. Yeah, I was right going to say,
1: speaking of New York, they, uh, I assume, just got underway, or no, wait, in an hour. They'll yeah. get underway in an hour. I was thinking it was 8 10. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> As he jumps off the porch. Um, but yeah, so the Mets play tonight against the Royals. Don't you always want to sing Royals in your head?
2: Bortles is what I want to Bortles say. Yeah, you <laughs> thing.
1: I was missing Royals, but I won't do it. I will spare everyone. Uh, but all right. So it is Florida Georgia week. One of the best weeks of the year. If you live in Jacksonville, this will be an interesting game, but we're not going to talk about that quite yet. But we will have a former Gator on with us. Mm-hmm. Josh Evans. Blythe, how excited are you? I'm
4: pretty excited. I'm really excited for this whole week, actually. Not, not just the, not just tonight, but Halloween and Florida, Georgia. It really is like the best month of the year.
3: Yeah. Is something is. weird going to happen during Florida, Georgia because it's Halloween? Like, is there a full moon? Do we know what's going on? <laughs> well, well, or does it weird- land on Halloween every year? Because I'm obviously a noob. No, it the last time
1: it landed on Halloween, I think, was. Five or six years ago. Okay. Because I have been to the game on Halloween before. Okay. And there's tons of people in costumes. So it's it, that part to me is a little strange right. just because you want to be, I don't know, in wealth. The way I am, I want to be in what I've worn to every other game unless the weather's drastically different. Right. I have, you know, a whole system. Do you
3: have a Florida, Georgia outfit that's specific? So.
1: Yes. In, if it's going to be cold, which I haven't looked at the weather yet, it's, it's not no. 80
3: degrees. I think it's so. Then
1: my entire outfit that I was originally going to do. No jinx. Yeah, but that's OK. I'm going to wear exactly what I've worn to every oh. every time we've played. But I bought these really fun um, leggings that are orange and blue. Like y'all would think they are absolutely hideous. Oh, and they'll, they'll oh they'd be so. They, have you seen hideous.
3: the video on how leggings are not pants? Yes. <laughs> no. <It's> so good. <laughs> There's a lady that goes on a rant and she's taking the video herself and she's like, leggings ain't pants. And she goes like on a rant. So great.
1: I did read an article once <laughs> last year that said you are more likely to gain more weight in the winter if you wear leggings a lot because you have that elastic. Right. Versus really? like jeans or pants. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, someone should have told me that before. <laughs> Clearly I needed to know that. But yeah, so we will have some fun topics and a few guests. In addition to Jaguar safety, Josh Evans, we will also talk to Jason Whitlock from Fox Sports 1 as well as the J School is his blog online. So we are looking forward to that and get into more of that Louisville sex party scandal sex whatever scandal you want to call it Um, sex with strippers there's all sorts of things you could
3: label it how many times can you say sex in one (laughs) sentence
1: exactly (laughs) that's probably one of the things they had to do as well All right, so we will get into all of that in just a few minutes and we're going to give away some pink Peter Brook chocolate footballs we are excited again thanks to everyone for joining us here live at DreamFinders Homes you are listening to Helmets and Heels built by DreamFinders Homes on 1010XL 92.5 FM
0: Listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dreamfinders Homes on 1010 XL, ninety-two point five FM. Thumbs up, thumbs up for song number one. Two thumbs up, and you have chill
3: bumps uh,
2: I, I, every time I listen to it. Every her time her voice, I, I never
1: thought that Adele's voice could get better yep. and stronger and deeper and more powerful
2: and more emotional than it used to be. Mm-hmm. How is this possible? It's amazing. It's impressive. It is so... It reminds me of... You remember the first time you heard Whitney Houston, you know, I Will <laughs> yes, Always Love You? That's what it... Just like... I can't <laughs> imagine someone can hit that octave and, and just hold it and be so beautiful. And
1: I always have silly stories to tell y'all. So when I was younger, <laughs> my mom was deciding that I probably was a little too into sports and needed to get into the arts some, right? <laughs> so, she signs me up for singing lessons. And that's where, that's, that's where this comes yeah, from. No, those didn't go well. So, <laughs> then it was piano lessons, or maybe it was piano lessons, then singing lessons, because I hated piano. I think that's actually what it was. But regardless, I had a, I had a funny piano teacher. She was She was wild. Well, so the Whitney Houston song that was really popular from the movie um, Bodyguard was, mm-hmm. had been out, I Will Always Love You, for months and months and months. And my piano teacher, the song comes on and my piano teacher goes, Mark my words, this song will be really famous. <laughs> was well,
2: like, she did. She it was already right. won like
1: awards. So now every time I think of that song. <laughs> but she I didn't make of. you sing it? Oh, heck no. She knew my limitations.
3: Well, she brought it up,
1: like, oh yeah, no, like she, on purpose, right? No, no, like, the song came on in the car. I had to go out to her car to get oh. something. The other problem with it was, like, when I was younger, I liked to be in bed by 9 p.m. or earlier. Okay. Because I was always so tired from playing stuff, swimming or soccer or whatever. And so... This piano lesson started at 9 p.m. So a lot of times what? I would pretend to be asleep when she would get there. <laughs> Her name is Molly. She was so sweet, but I pretend to be asleep because I or I would be asleep because I just didn't want to go through with it. That's
2: a late piano lesson. Really, really late. Yeah. Like,
1: she had a lot of clients, I guess. I loved piano. Did you? Yeah. You have
2: long. I played
3: thin for fingers. ten years. I miss it. We'll, we should yeah. get a piano. If you get a piano at Ow. the station, I will play. No Can we do our intro music? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I cannot sing, but I will
1: play. <laughs> I cannot sing either, despite the fact <laughs> that I had piano lessons. Did either of you ever take
4: piano? No. no. I took talent? a French horn when I was in sixth grade. Oh. And the only reason I picked that instrument is because I didn't have to take it home on the weekends. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you were a genius even back then. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> I was first chair clarinet in middle school. Do you know what first chair means? That you are the best. Yep. Yes. And when I was in sixth grade, my, you my just friend. wanted us to say you are the best. When I was in sixth grade, my boyfriend was first chair trumpet. How cute. <laughs>
1: Did you guys play love
3: songs to no, each other? No. Oh we were like 11.
1: I was going to say the fact that you even say boyfriend at that age, it's pretty aggressive. Well, I mean, he
3: got me Valentine's presents. Oh, wow. <laughs> So it's that's great. when it's serious. Super serious.
1: That's when you get started getting spoiled. All right, let's yep. get to some sports. Uh, let <laughs> please. <laughs> it girly enough. The Jags on Sunday. Brief version. Jags over to London. They've been 0-2, and not just 0-2, but a really rotten 0-2. Amanda, you probably don't remember, but the first year we played in London, the Jags literally could not have played worse. We were getting a royal beatdown by the San Francisco 49ers. But then last year we went over, who did we play? Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys, yeah, we didn't play well. No. I've erased that one from my memory. And then this year, most Jags at this point, I think most Jags fans, just completely expected not to win. Go into it. No one over here, I think, was all that excited, but people over there now are really starting to kind of build a fan base, so it's really fun, and I think it's fun for the people covering the team. Regardless, game starts Crazy plays on defense. Amazing. Things we haven't seen happen back-to-back like that in a long time. Everyone at home or bars or wherever you're watching, people in the stadium, the 90,000, which looked fantastic at Wembley Stadium, going, oh, my gosh. How many texts I got that said, what team is this? Who are we? What in the world? Yep. And then all of a sudden, it was like someone took Don't say a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will spare you. A knife to... That basketball that you have in the garage. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. And (laughs) let the air out of it. And you could hear it, I feel like, almost collectively on Twitter. People talking to each other. It was so sad to watch this super exciting game almost slip away. Then, of course, the last part of it, Blake throws the pick six. We all think we're out of it. We come back, we score the touchdown, and then we stop them on fourth and one.
2: Well, be honest. Which one of you, did any of you not say once it was halftime, all right, how are we going to lose this? I did. Lots of times.
4: Yep, me too. Especially after the, the Toby, the the four carries at the, yep. the two-yard line. That's why I was like, this is where it starts.
2: Why? We're right here. Why? Why, why? <laughs> hey, are you using him? Why? You know, I, I don't actually, understand.
3: I talked to him about that today. I off Toby. Off the record. And I was like, hey, are people asking about that? What's going on? He's like, listen the defensive line did their job it wasn't like I could have done something else or someone else could have done something different like they stopped me four times and every time I went for it I honestly thought we're getting this touchdown I'm scoring yes we're going for it no one ever questioned like well maybe we should throw it maybe we should no like they were confident in him and so it wasn't obviously he's going to defend himself but he was like listen I did everything that I could but they did their job better
1: and I agree with everything he's saying on that end. But from the coaching standpoint, like you were just yelling at the coaches who probably are still at work, even though it's a bye week. Right. Uh, why wouldn't you at least try something else? You have four tries. You have your That's starting running of back. insanity. He's a
2: playmaker. And you don't just, put him in. That's right. Toby's job. Do you know how many times the commentator it said is. that? Why, not anymore. why is TJ Yeldon not in the game? Why is he right. not? Right. And, and it
1: is Toby's job. But if it doesn't work twice, yeah. don't you have to try something else? And I think yes. collectively as a fan base, that's where people get frustrated because it's it's like, hey, if I can see this and I can't draw up, a you know, super complicated X's and O's play. But if I can see this, why can't you? It's common sense. And if your coach stops coaching with common sense, that's when it starts to be that noise in the system that gets even louder, even though, yes, it was a win. It was, I think, more complicated for a fan base emotionally, you had to be even though you were not feeling so great. You had to be on like a roller coaster
4: of emotions. It was definitely one of those yeah, but wins. Mm-hmm. Like you, you feel good that you got the win, but there's so many things that it, it, again for me it was a first half we played great, second half no adjustments whatsoever. The other team adjusted, but we didn't, and that and that's what really stresses me out. And that's been the the story going in for every single game this season.
1: I loved how they kept showing Tyrod Taylor on screen. Like, guys, he can't
2: play. We, <laughs> we know he cannot them. play.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Bills don't have any options. It's EJ. Right. I it's did EJ. find it
2: interesting that during the game, the commentators were mentioning how they found, finally, the Bills have found an answer to what works for EJ manually. He's coming to the sidelines in between plays, getting the plays called, and I come to find out, well, they had no communication. So I wonder if that's something to look at just for the bills wise, like maybe he doesn't like people in his head. Something's not working with him. So you should cut off that communication right away because clearly that was working way better. Well, I did hear that they had issues with their mic or
4: with their headsets, but because they didn't charge their headsets fully, that was why they had so many issues. That's a Rex Ryan. Yeah,
2: that's what he would do. I love it.
1: I will say though, like the times that if ever there's issues, like while we're on air then it does get you really flustered. So I can only imagine the quarterback with all of that going on and trying to read the field and, and remember the play that's getting called in. Um, and they did – did you all watch Monday Night Countdown last night with our favorite chick, Susie Calber? Mm-hmm. No, I so missed it. So Trent Dilfer goes through this whole thing of how when an offense co- offensive coordinator changes – even though the play itself can be somewhat similar, obviously the name changes, but certain tweaks can make it almost impossible to remember because you were so ingrained in memorizing the first play. Right. So certainly there's there's all of that to consider too when there is constant changes on the offense, and that's why they always talk about, of course, like you don't want Blake to have another offensive coordinator change, Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, if not for that last play, not last play, but the last touchdown of the game. Would he have been any of y'all's duds? I don't want to do it to our. Link, no. yeah, I don't want
3: to do it to our own quarterback. No. Did you think about it? No? no. I thought that was a pretty okay game for him. Yes, he took risks and they didn't pay off. I get that, but I feel like if you don't take risks, risks, right? Too. I mean, it wasn't all on him. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's on him sometimes, but it isn't always. Yeah. We were gifted. That, mm-hmm. that pass interference call on the 3rd and 15 on the final
4: drive.
2: We were gifted that. You know, when From it was Brian the alter. interception, that should have been a pass interference on them. I, I felt like it was the, clearly pushed down. I don't understand how they missed that. I felt like it that. was a gimme. Yeah. Just they for a makeup us. call. Yeah. So. That's true.
1: All right. So, big picture. Shad Khan, last week, the owner of the team, comes out and says, in, you know, minced words, basically, trust in this team. More of the kind of patience route that, and I can read it specifically... If you, I think if you look at metrics, Blake Bortles is the second-year quarterback, and I think he's doing much better, quite frankly. He also said, I think there's a lot of work to do, and Gus and Dave Caldwell have done a lot of the heavy lifting. We are to the stage now where we'll be seeing some of the results. I'm very, very optimistic and believe in what they are doing. It's frustrating and maddening at times, but if you know football, regrettably, it's the right thing to do. To me, the most telling part of that sentence is the regrettably. Regrettably,
3: yeah. Why, yeah, why
1: are you regretting it if you believe in it?
3: I think that was a misuse of words. Potentially. Um, Shad's first
1: language is not English.
3: Right. So maybe he meant to say, despite the hardships,
2: (laughs) we're doing okay. You know, you (laughs) got to look at it realistically. If Indy wasn't crap in the bed, if Houston didn't have a horrible mess at what they do with losing Foster and having no quarterback, they could be in the cellar again. That's what could happen. It could be, yep, we look like crap again. But the whole entire division looks like crap. So we're we all only one balancing- game out of first place. Yeah. We <laughs> should be five. in first. All we had to do was beat Houston and beat Indy. But, and yeah. the Bucks too. That was yeah. a close game, too. So, yeah. But
4: yeah
3: Shoulda,
2: I, coulda, woulda.
1: To me, I, honestly, the first thing that went through my head after we won is the four of us sat down last week, and I felt like we had to really, truly get our heads wrapped around the fact that we may not be talking about another win the rest of the season, like potentially mm-hmm. that, right. that is feasible. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, all right. We did something we've never done, which is win overseas, we did something we don't normally do, which is come back, even though we were up by a lot, but we did come back and we did. So with a Blake pick six, which we don't normally win when he does throw those. So to me, it had a completely different emotion this week. It was like, you know what? I don't want to feel that awful feeling I felt last week ever again. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like this is it. We're going to spend the rest of the season talking about Gus packing his bags and how hard that is on the family. Now maybe we can actually, I'm not saying we're going to be winning the division, even though it's a crappy division. But maybe we really can be looking towards the future of the team instead of looking back every time. Maybe not. Maybe at the end of the season, we'll be right where we were last week. But it did give me a lot more hope than what I had had.
3: See, that game didn't change anything for me. Because it's the inconsistency that's holding them back. So yeah, they won, and that's great. And there's another win on their record instead of a loss. But because they're so inconsistent, that doesn't give me hope that they'll beat the Jets, that they'll beat the Titans, that they'll beat the Titans again when they play them, you know, three weeks, within three weeks. So I don't know. I just, it's it's the same. It's the same for me.
2: I gotcha. Once that third quarter kicks off, it's like, well here we go. <laughs> Alright, can I just ignore this for the next, you know, so many minutes? It's just I, I don't like she says, it's inconsistent. It's yeah. just I don't understand why the second half is such a struggle. Is such a struggle.
1: It would be nice to finally say, Hey, we're a second half team.
2: Yeah. It would be nice. Or four quarters. Yeah. That would be nice too. Seems Playout like four. a fourth they've gotten to the part of maybe a fourth quarter, but that third quarter is just useless.
1: Are you looking forward to Thursday night speaking back to Miami? I'm very looking forward to that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Patriots and Dolphins square off Thursday night. Very excited on the NFL Network and CBS. Yeah, that'll. Be you know what? I'm really, I'm fun.
2: really looking forward to Sunday night when it's Green Bay and Denver. I'm looking forward to that matchup,
1: Rogers v. Manning.
4: Someone's
2: mm-hmm. going to be undefeated after yep. that one. Only one of them. Hmm. I'm excited about that one. Must
3: be nice. <laughs> <laughs>
4: So
1: not only will someone win the pink chocolate football from Peterbrook Chocolatier, but there's some gift bags over there. I'm interested oh. to see what's in those. I'm loving the flower arrangements on the tables. Great work by Jen, <laughs> who I assume did those. There's some that are orange and blue. Those are the best ones. There's some that are some ugly colors. I don't even know.
3: <laughs> the gator table has the red and black. And <laughs> oh, yeah. we, we they chose we wisely. That, that was me. You're welcome. Enjoy them.
1: <laughs> so we will have Jaguar Safety Josh Evans on. And Fox Sports One Jason Whitlock as well. We're going to talk more Jags. We're going to talk some Louisville. Things may get heated. You never know. Maybe we'll actually use one of those gift bags to throw at each other. <laughs> so just stay oh, tuned. Wow. You're listening to Helmets and Heels built by Dream Fiders Homes live at Dream Finders Homes right outside the stadium on 10 to next 2.5 FM.
0: If you want to know who we are, it's on the logos of Helmets and heels. Built by Dream Finders Homes on 1010XL 92.5 FM.
1: Great work so far by producer Scott Irvine with the music, loving the Adele track, and now the Brad Paisley track, which specifically written for college football, if you've never heard the song. It's fantastic.
2: Can I tell you who gave me? I asked asked Hacker, of all people. I asked Hacker in the hallway today. music recommendation? Yes. I said, Hacker, you listen to country, right? He goes, yeah. I said, what's the hottest country song right now? And that's what he said.
1: Oh, interesting. I would probably argue... Sam Hunt House Party, just because it's new yeah. and Sam I have Hunt's no so popular, which he has an acoustic, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, I saw this morning, his like acoustic mista- mixtape oh, wow. was released, which a couple of the songs from his first album were acoustic, and those are fantastic, so as you can tell, I'm very excited um, <laughs> about the Sam Hunt acoustic mixtape. By the way, Tencent xl tweeted out a picture of the four of us, and Am I um, drinking? No. you're just chilled, relaxing, live's tweeting... I'm, of course, talking animatedly, and Amanda's eating. And my cousin, who knows as well, said, this picture sums up the four of you perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> and I completely right. agree. I, I had to agree. look at it again to like really realize how accurate it is. <laughs> so we... Donna Murphy, mm-hmm. have some chocolate footballs to give away. Pink chocolate footballs for the month of October from Peterborough Chocolatier. Yes. They have multiple locations around town. I highly recommend that you visit them if you've never been there. They have delicious stuff, including chocolate-covered popcorn, chocolate-covered Oreos, all sorts of amazing stuff. We're going to give one cream. away right now. We're going to give one away right now. I'm drawing the winner. It is Janetta. Janetta, Janetta. is the winner.
2: <laughs> oh, you didn't have to. Yeah, just Whoever by showing was, up you yeah.
1: got yeah, you got entered for the drawing. Are you Janetta? So you are the winner. One of these. One of the, yes, yeah. she gets one of those. Very exciting. Oh, she's not Janetta. Oh. <laughs> so wherever wherever Janetta is, she wins. I'm sure she's excited. But we have another one to give away. And we do, so we'll do that in a little bit. Yes. We, though, now have to get to probably our favorite segment every week, Yeah, studs and duds. And Amanda said she actually has some, which is pretty exciting. That means she's, in theory, not going to steal any ones unless she hears some better. We don't pretend like you don't do your job. But we don't have
2: you on right now. But,
1: and we don't so. send you the pics prior <laughs> so. anymore. Yeah, we don't send her anything prior anymore. We just tell her where Never. the show is sometimes. <laughs>
3: You know, you live and you learn, and that's what I did. <laughs> all
1: right, Demar, we're going to start with you, because we always start with you. Who is your stud of the week?
2: My stud, I'm actually going to go with the running back for North Carolina State. Oh. This is because I do try my best to watch all the Wake Forest games because of my love for Bishop Kenny. Johnny Wolford. Johnny Wolford wow, and Chuck Wade. Wow, that's
3: great. Good for you. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's... Thank like, you. No, that... I wasn't sure if that I was mean, it, sarcastic or not. No. Why is that so
2: funny? I mean, I don't have that kind of dedication to, you like, got really excited knew in high school. <laughs> oh, I didn't know him She in high covered school. him in high school. Yeah, House I know, okay, but that's okay. what I mean. Well, if he, he plays for Wake Forest, if he played for a huge school that you'd watch normally, yeah. that's what I mean. Right. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I mean... that's great. Well, in five years, if <laughs> you're... In five years, if you're still covering Bishop Kenny and someone goes, you'll probably... Yeah, you, you know, know what? You're probably right. Yeah.
1: For four years, she got to cover. Room. And yeah. now he gets to throw to Charles Wade. also. Kind of yeah. Wade. Well, Charles is his proper name, yeah. Yeah,
2: but he likes Chuck now. Oh, oh. does he? Yes. Like, He's, like Chuck Wade. He's
1: the one who called me um sir instead of ma'am. He <laughs> uh... felt
2: so bad about it. But anyway, your yes. stud is... State Running Yay! back. Hey, there she is. <laughs> Pink chocolate football um, from Peterburg Chocolate. Yes. Day. So, unfortunately, it was a horrible game for Wake Forest. Um And by the end of the first quarter the first quarter oh no matthew days who was their uh, north carolina state's running back almost 150 yards by the first quarter
1: what, so, did, yes. what did
2: his final tally look ended like? up being just over 200 with uh, two touchdowns nice so i just have to give props i feel bad sorry wolford but uh yeah so north carolina state's running back was my stud
4: not saying i expected that Blythe i going to go with my first Jaguar player ever selected, and that's Toby ever. Smith. Ooh. Nice. He got his first career touchdown, 26-yard interception on Sunday. He had nine tackles, uh, three passes defended, and he's top three overall in the league with 68 tackles.
1: Impressive. He has been, he has been <laughs> lights out this season, and I think... Not that I expected anything else or anything other than than a great season from him, but I really didn't see how he could improve drastically right. from last season because he was really good last season, right. and I think he has done just that. And especially if you remember all that talk about how he was too small to play in the league, mm-hmm. and he, or at least as a safety, and he has just been he's been incredible.
3: Well, mine's good kind choice. of random, but. <laughs> Shh. Dramatic, dramatic pause. Sorry, dude, dude. she's looking it Did up. You forget? She i no, not looking it up. I have to make sure i I have the right one. Um, I don't want to mix them up. My stud is Mississippi State quarterback Dak Prescott. Ah, he's making history. Yep, he. They won over Kentucky, forty-two to sixteen. He completed 25 of 35 passes for 348 yards and three touchdowns. Way uh, to go, Dak.
1: On Gridiron Now, there's a great article about him from Rachel Barbeau um, as well. By the way, I've totally forgotten our first two segments. um, Shout out to bartender Josh, who is hooking everyone up tonight. He's doing a great job, and he told us a really fun fact that he learned from Snapple. Yes. An elephant can swim up to 10 miles in one day.
2: And he was also,
1: he was, I didn't know what to say after he said that. I was like, he also served our country in the army for 10 years. Oh, well you were picking up even better facts than I was.
3: You know what I want to start doing? I want This always makes me nervous. Sorry. (laughs) I just wanna find a fact that's really cool so then whenever I meet people, they remember me because I gave them a really cool little fact. The human head weighs (laughs) an average of eight pounds or whatever it was. And then not only is it a conversation starter, but you're like, this girl's nuts. Why is she talking about this? And then they always remember me because they're like, Remember that girl we met? She gave us this stat and I'll never forget. I yes. think it's cool.
1: Whatever you do, make sure your stat is right because there's well, been several yeah. times that I've done like football <laughs> ones, and then like a week later, I was like, "Ooh, that was that not was right. wrong." <laughs> I hope no one's talking about that. Um, last but not least, my stud is a little bit different than what we would normally do. It has nothing to do with football. It has something to do with football. My girl, Abby Wambach, went to Florida. She retired today. She announced her retirement today. She didn't retire. She will retire and announce it today at the end of 2015 from the International Soccer. She has helped the World Cup team win, obviously the first time since 1999 this past year. And then she also won an Olympic gold medal in 04 and 2012. And she scored the medal winning goal in the final of the 2012 (laughs) Olympics. So Abby, everyone obviously knows her for her headers, um, incredible soccer player. And this World Cup, if people know the story, she didn't really help that much on the field. Remember, the turf over there was <laughs> yeah, hard on right. them, and she's an older player. So what she really did help, though, was with leadership and motivation. Motivation, Yeah, so she is by far my stuff. They met the I president like
3: today, too. They the did. national team.
1: It's a pretty good day, right? Yeah, you know, pretty...
3: Alex Morgan signed with the Orlando Pride. She
1: sure did. It's pretty cool. Yeah, She'll be in Orlando. From Portland I to the I Pride. I think I saw that or... she
3: took a picture with Tiger Woods' daughter, too, which is really? the cutest thing ever.
1: <laughs> that is cute. I follow a lot of them <laughs> on Instagram, and... You know, they always look great in their soccer jerseys and all that jazz, but then you see them dressed up and you're like,
4: dang! <laughs> <laughs> they clean up well. Ooh. Yeah.
1: yeah they do. Especially when they show their little six packs, like Amanda did for our photo shoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, John. <laughs>
2: who's, who's your dud? <laughs> I had three on my list, so I had to narrow it down. <laughs> Who gets tougher tell, every week. I will tell you, my second runner-up was Roger Goodell for doing the stupid, stupid thing of go-ahead and officially appealing Gate. Okay. Moron. Um, my first runner-up was Greg Hardy. Okay. I was wondering if you were going to pick him yeah. or not. Wait, why are we doing places? I'm just telling you because I had three. <laughs> okay, okay. There were too many duds. <laughs> All right. Um, so my number one dud is, again, Jerry Jones. This is twice he's been my dud. Ooh. He needs to give it up He needs to do a lot of things And defending Greg Hardy And calling him your leader of your team That is one messed up dude So yeah, Jerry Jones is my dad. I like it, guys. I was going to go with Greg Hardy, but instead
4: I'm going to go with Ryan Mallett, who was actually cut today from the Texans. Mm -hmm. I think he's one of those guys that you hear you are and you have this grand opportunity to become a starter in the NFL and you piss it away twice by being late to meetings and missing your your team chartered flight.
2: I I just think it's inexcusable. What did he do in New England? He was just backup. I know, but I don't understand why he goes to another team and then he acts all... I mean, are you used to such discipline and then you get free range? So you're like, yay! That's what I wasn't sure about. It's like you played under what, probably one of the
4: greatest organizations uh, with Brady and Belichick, and, and this is the way you act. Right. You learned how to be a professional there, and this is how you act here. Right. Maybe it just speaks to the conditions at the Texans right, right. now, but I, I just think that you just pissed away a great opportunity to become a starting
2: quarterback. I did notice he packed on the pounds. Did he, he? he was a beam pole uh, when he was after and first drafted by New England, and then all of a sudden of I song. saw him this year. I was like, "Whoa, what is happened?" He, what six 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 eight? He's one of those. He is pretty He's tall. A tall guy. Yeah,
1: I love it. He packed on the pounds. Well, he did.
4: <laughs> he just hasn't taken anything seriously this year. And I think when he was benched, was oh, um, it raining? And uh, earlier this season, and Brian Hoyer came in, you could see him pouting on the sidelines. It's like, that's not the, even if you don't want to play for that team, you're still auditioning technically for other teams in the NFL. And this is how you right. act.
3: All right, Amanda, you're done. We only need well, one. I have one, <laughs> and it makes me really upset. And I don't like It's got to be your team. Oh, no, I know. You're going to do I the don't one I to do. I don't want to say Roberto Aguayo. Florida State. a sea of gators. Roberto Roberto Aguayo. To me it was just the whole oh, Mine's rebound. <laughs> Florida State. What <laughs> yikes happened? You know, the funniest well this isn't really funny. I was watching funny. I was watching with um, other people. We all went to Florida State and we're just sitting in my living room and it happens and we're all just like looking around at each other. Just so like, what do we what? Did that happen? How do we feel? And it sounds so snowy, but we don't know how to deal with a loss. Like, we just don't know what it feels like. <laughs> so we're like, hmm, are we supposed to be upset? Is that is that what you're supposed to feel? <laughs> it was not good. Was you're not supposed good. to feel crushed. I know. And humiliated.
2: That's how you're but it was also such a
3: freak play that it wasn't I wasn't like wow we should have lost that game because that was terrible I didn't feel like that I was just like wow you're probably in spicy. shock right yeah I really was and I feel like I still am <laughs> <laughs> Well you lost I, <laughs> I'll just give it to I you. saw that big L on our record that's how I knew it was real um, the
1: cousin that I mentioned earlier I got a lot of cuss words from her she was at the game with her husband right yeah and she said it was like, Michigan, you know, and I was like, yeah. I really wish so that they had panned to you <laughs> because she would not have been the, the fan like this. She would have been like you know, bleeping, <laughs> oh, pan away from her really quickly. All right, we are oh, going wait. to
2: talk. Oh, you already said you're dead. No, you didn't. Yeah, Roberto Aguayo. Yeah. Oh. I did. Yeah. Oh.
1: I was, gonna, I was hoping you didn't do Florida State so I could really stab you right in the heart.
2: Thank you. I appreciate um, that.
1: You're welcome.
3: Well, I will probably be the only Seminole on the Florida side at Florida, Georgia. So, Florida fans, watch out. I'm going to be there. Oh, I have one other sister with me.
0: Uh, We're going for it.
3: I will tell you, it gets a little heated, so I wouldn't. Someone said they're like, you're going to get in a fight. Yeah. And I'm I like, w- I'm not going to get in a fight. not going to in a fight.
1: Ver- you might get in a verbal sparring. Um, I don't people know. People take it. Th- this is the one game. Honestly, even more so than Florida-Florida State because it's non coverage Now, a right. lot of times that game has come down to two top five yeah. teams and playing for it all. But typically in the last 10 years, it hasn't. So right. more than that, Florida-Georgia has been this rivalry where for years, Georgia beat Florida's butt. And then the Spurrier years, Florida beat Georgia's butt. Mm-hmm. And now it's where each team kind of doesn't know exactly where they're going. And I guarantee it's going to be a pretty intense environment. And
3: I just would, you know, I would just. I'm going to, I'm going to survey the yeah, area. I'm going to yeah. see who's around me before I make any noise. <laughs> do, do we have Josh coming up next? <laughs> we have
1: Jason Whitlock coming up next. Oh, okay. And then Josh, and is Josh coming up topic. in the near future. Well, we can, um, we can certainly uh, ask okay. him. Yeah. yeah. So last week, just before the show ended, I mentioned my dud, which was Louisville. And. Blythe, Amanda, me, Donna, we were all kind of on different sides of the whole Louisville sex party scandal situation. Well, Jason Whitlock on Fox Sports 1 joined Colin Cowherd earlier in the week and discussed his thoughts, so we are going to have him join us. Pretty special guest here in the next few minutes, so stay tuned to Helmets and Heels built by DreamFinders Homes, live at Finders Homes for the Florida-Georgia VIP tailgate party on 1010 only 2.5 FM.
0: How oh, deep love? You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dreamfinders Homes on 1010XL 92.5 FM.
2: Yes, welcome back to Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Home. We are live here at the DreamFinders Home location right at Everbank Field. So thank you again for having us here. But we do have a special guest on the phone that will join us right now, Jason Whitlock of Fox Sports 1. This is such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us.
5: Thank you so much for having us.
2: So how are you doing tonight, Jason?
5: (laughs) I'm doing fabulous. I'm just uh, waiting for the NBA to tick off, tip off any <laughs> minute any minute now and uh, going to start NBA season along with NFL.
1: Yeah, well, you start NBA season here in Jacksonville, FLA. We are counting down to the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, which will take place on Saturday. Have you ever been to Florida, Georgia before?
5: I have not been to Florida, Georgia, Ooh. but I understand the cocktails are great.
2: The
1: cocktails are great. In fact, where we are right now, live at DreamFinders Home, there's a bar out on the front porch, and they are serving a Florida sickle and a Georgia sweet tea. So you would find yourself right at home.
5: You would. I think uh, the Gators are going to win big. That's my prediction.
1: Well, Jason, thank you for researching the fact that I went to Florida and for buttering me up. So now anything that you say cannot and will not be used against you in the court of helmets and heels. All right, so you joined Colin Cowherd and discussed the Louisville sex scandal, and I thought you had some really interesting points on it. Um, Go ahead and share with everyone, like, your thought process on why you think Rick Pitino should absolutely stay the head coach of Louisville.
5: Well, I just don't think there's any discernible proof that he knew what was going on remotely sanction what was going on, uh, we're taking the word and the narrative of, of an escort who turned her three daughters into escort and is now trying to profit off of being an escort. And somehow it's like she's the authority and her credibility is beyond reproach because We've seen a couple of bank transactions and text messages between her and a former graduate assistant or immature assistant coach on uh, Patino's staff. And somehow this is proof that Rick Patino knew and or sanctioned this. I just don't think there's any proof here. I I think this was an irresponsible young coach doing something irresponsible while living in a dorm with a bunch of other young, irresponsible men, kids.
4: Well, when, when people talk about this story, they say, well, college football coaches, they have so many players to keep track of, you know, 50, 60, 70 players at a time. A basketball head coach only has to keep track of, you know, 15 players. What do you say to, to somebody like that who, who says, no, Rick Pitino should know, and if he didn't know, why didn't he know?
5: I don't think Rick Pitino is any more adept at keeping up with young people than their parents are. And, you know, I wrote in my piece, like, hey, look, The average person lives in a 2,600-square-foot home, and there's two-and-a-half people inside that home, and most of the time we don't know what the hell those people are doing inside the home. Parents have kids using drugs, having sex inside their home, and they have no idea. But somehow Rick Pitino can keep track of a bunch of 18- to 21-year-old men on a college campus. It's just preposterous. And, again, I'm not saying... He has no culpability here. But when we start talking about firing or suspending or, you know, some harsh repercussions, that, that's just a joke. And, you know, it's like the crime. If Louisville was located in Miami, Florida, where strip clubs and all that activity described in, in the report, the side deals and all that stuff, you can get all of that in any strip club in Miami and, hell, most of Florida. And, I, you know, the recruits and the kids at schools like that, they don't have to do it in their dorm because they can go to a strip club and let some bouncer get them in, and they can spend 100, 200 bucks there and get the same thing. So, you know, I think people want to hop on their morality high horse and not understand. That, and again, I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying I condone it. I'm not saying as an adult you try to move kids a different direction. But, I used to be an idiot college athlete, and I'm not a bad person, and neither were my friends. And I didn't hear anything in that report that made me go, oh, my God, me and my friends weren't capable of that when we were 18, 19 years old. I just didn't hear anything that, that, that shocked me, and people were acting like, oh, they're shocked, and this is what's wrong with college athletics, and you got to run Rick Bettino. It's just a joke. It's just... Instant reaction, uh, no understanding of college athletics, no understanding of young people, no understanding of all the stresses and things pulling on a coach. Uh, look, I get it. When players get out of control and start committing violent crimes, uh, property crimes, uh, I, I get it. You got to hold the coach responsible. They got to set a better tone. And they have to set a better tone as it relates to sexual misconduct, but. Hey, man, that stuff they describe goes on in frat houses, on college campuses, all across the country. And, <clears throat> you know, I I, I I just, again, I don't want to minimize it, but in particular, this, this shows on in, in Jacksonville, Florida. I know the people in Florida know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe a little. Jason, we love joining us from Fox Sports 1. Thank you. Jason, I do want to ask you in hypothetical question. Um, yep. What if, I know, it's, it's the most hated question. What happens to Rick Pitino if an investigation does come out that he signed off? On all oh, these if he payments. signed
5: off. Yeah, then he's in, he's toast. But there's just no way that happened. And that was like when the woman was sitting there talking about uh, it, too many players are loyal to him, and everybody uh, is loyal to Rick, his assistants, the players. Somebody told him it's like she doesn't even understand how loyalty works in college athletics. It works just the opposite. If they were loyal to him, they would have kept him in the dark about this, so he would have plausible deniability. This is. Again, we got the wrong person on trial. The mother who turned her three kids into prostitutes, we should be putting her on trial, not Rick Pitino. And the assistant coach that has resigned from his coaching position at UMKC in Kansas City, he should be on trial. Rick Pitino, bring me some evidence before we put him on trial.
3: So, Jason, if you don't blame Rick Pitino, are they supposed to just sweep this under the rug and continue the season like none of this happened?
5: I don't sweep it under the rug is too strong. And, you know, you're putting words in my mouth. But uh, we should act like adults and act like we understand that, look, and I don't want to get too real on the radio show or whatever, but if you really understand athletics and this relates to men and women as it relates to athletics athletic people in shape people tend to be the most sexually active people on our planet they're the most sexually confident men and women go go to the olympics and ask the athletes what goes on with the best athletes from all over the globe in the Olympic Village. And so you're talking about people who are very proud of their bodies, very sexually confident, and what type of behavior do they engage in, men and women? Go ask any coach working in athletics on the female or male side and ask who are the most sexually confident sexually active people on the campus, athletes. And so we have to bring that reality to how we evaluate this scenario. Uh, it's not, they're not the rest of the student body. Their minds, their confidence, their sexual confidence is different uh, than the rest of us. They spend a lot of time developing and thinking about their bodies and thinking about other people's bodies, and it's just you just got to – it takes far more nuance and sophistication to evaluate this situation than what's allowed in this current and instant analysis environment we're in. And Rick Pitino's got to go, and that's going to clean up things at Louisville. I don't care who you put in as an ex-coach at Louisville. Those boys, those young men are going to find a way to hook up in the dorm on apartments, in the locker room, somewhere, it's going to go down. And you hope it's not with Katina Powell and her three daughters, but it's going to go down somewhere. And, you know, people were acting like, oh, my God, $10,000 over the course of four or five years, that's nothing for for a college kid. I was from a poor family. And I could get $10,000 over four years uh, to go out and have some fun, it, 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 it's Again, I'm not excusing all of it, but I am taking a realistic look, and I, I, I hate it when people sit there and pass judgment and never ask themselves, well, what would I do? What What would I do if I was 18 and in better shape than 99.9% of the population and – you know, they pile us up in a dorm. I always say, and I'm sure you ladies or you women have experienced this, you put more than two or three men together in a group, our IQ level drops 10 points for every guy you add. And, and you get 10 or 12 of us in a group, and we think of some of the dumbest stuff on the planet to do. So you just put them in a big pot or crock pot of stupidity by dumping them all in the same dorm and then you get shocked if they do dumb stuff
1: so jason um i actually work in college athletics and i work for a basketball team or program that will play louisville this coming season so let's get to the actual basketball on the court does this affect the louisville team at all
5: no they're not in season It's not like a boxer where, you know, you try not to have sex, you know, three days before the fight or whatever. (laughs) Look, I guess I can see it affecting them if the media is going to continue to come in and ask sensational questions and, you know, just, you know, carry out their sexual voyeurism. By asking a bunch of eighteen-year-old kids what they did in the dorm, I guess it could be a little bit of a distraction. But I, I think people are going to move on, and they'll play basketball. And Rick will do a better, and he'll talk to them about hey, being more responsible. And it, it, mostly, he's going to talk to them about you can't. Someone as low character as a mother who would pimp out their three daughters—you got to, you have to run from that under. Don't go shopping with that person. Don't help them across the street. Don't do anything. That's a dangerous person. That's a highly unethical person who's likely to put you in a very bad situation.
2: Well, Jason, thank you so much for joining us here on Helmets and Heels. I'm so happy that you found a home at Fox Sports One because I have to say that when you filled in on PTI, I absolutely loved it. So I was going thank to thank you very you.
5: much. Uh, please have me on anytime. Uh I got I got a I meant to tell I got a very good friend down in Jacksonville, Florida. I meant to tell him uh to Are you guys at a bar or something broadcasting?
2: <laughs> Basically right now. Yeah. We're uh, right was, at uh, Everbank Field.
5: Yeah, I was going to tell my friend hey, you need to go down there and check him out, and listen to me on the radio, but uh anytime you need me, just you got my number, shout.
1: All right, thanks, Jason, and uh, circle that North Florida game against Louisville on your calendar because we, the Ospreys, are coming after that Louisville team swoop is right. Thanks, Jason.
5: All right, thank you, guys.
1: All right. That was Jason Whitlock of Fox Sports 1, shedding a little light from his perspective on the Louisville sex party scandal story. We have a special guest in the house right now, and you will hear from him coming up next, Josh Evans, former Florida Gator and now Jaguar Safety, joining us next on Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes live at DreamFinders Homes on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. (laughs)
0: Jaguars football, by women, for women, and men. Helmets and heels, built by DreamFinders Homes on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. That's got to be my favorite <laughs> promo of all time. Jaguars football, <laughs> for women, by women, and oh, Wait, no, men.
1: by women, for women, and men. Wait for it, men. All right, Blythe, pick another winner for our pink Peter chocolates Chocolatier football with Patrice? chocolate popcorn inside Patrice? patricia 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 patricia, <laughs> patricia. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! is it really you not. No okay way. that's awesome she thought she won the first or we thought she won the first one she didn't and now patricia patricia gets to win the second <laughs> one hey you know what, patricia. what oh, nice name. and you know what you know what the third football's for it's for this guy we have on air right now Whoa. Jaguars safety Josh Evans. Hey, there we go. Josh, please don't eat all of that no. right before a game. <laughs> no. That is real chocolate. <laughs> don't yeah. It. Yeah, And, don't, and also don't throw it around the hot summer heat nah, that we still have ball. in October.
6: Protecting my ball.
1: <laughs> How are you tonight?
6: I'm pretty good. How are you?
1: Good, thanks. It's a bye week. What you been up to?
6: Uh, just hanging out, you know, getting to take care of my body this week, man. Getting off the road from uh, London.
1: How sore are you immediately after a game?
6: Oh, man, I feel like I'm about twice my age after a game. Oh, man.
1: I can only imagine, especially after playing some really physical teams like we have, that it's got to be like, just get me to the ice bath. Someone just pick me up and carry me.
6: (laughs) Definitely. I mean, you look at a guy like me, uh, I'm 210, and his games, I'm taking on guys 330 pounds. And it's like, you're taking on a pounding like that. So you need to get in that ice ice bath and uh, take care of your body. How Absolutely. long
4: does it usually take to recover from a game?
6: say a good two days, a solid two days. I of thought you were going to say
4: 20 minutes. <laughs> no, no, no way <laughs> 20 minutes, no way, good two days. Because there's a lot of guys that complain about playing on Sunday and then having to go right back again and play on Thursday, so the recovery time is, is a little limited in definitely. that regard, but I was just wondering if it was different for you.
6: Oh, no, definitely. I mean, that's a quick turnaround to play a game Sunday and then uh, come back and play a few days later on uh Thursday is very difficult because you're hurting, you know, from that game. So you're trying to recover, but uh, the coaches usually do a good job at making sure they take care of your body, not having you in pads and not doing too much running around, knowing that is a quick turnaround Thursday.
3: Does traveling also add to the recovery time? I mean, the jet lag. Having been on a plane for so long, coming back, not having as much sleep.
6: All right. Well, I, I say this being my third year, I kind of mastered how to mm-hmm. <laughs> sleep at the right time and uh, get through that. It was my first year I went to sleep as soon as I got on the plane and I was hurting for two days straight. <laughs> but um, this year I, w- I was able to manage it and uh, you know stay up the whole trip to where I got there I was able to adjust on uh, you know the time down there. So it worked pretty good with me.
1: Talking about London, of course, and the Jags just had their first victory overseas this week. (laughs) What was the crowd like at Wembley Stadium? I've heard that they don't quite understand how to get loud, so they were booing (laughs) instead of like Well, so, you know, the whole get louder on third down, you go, oh, for most fans. Well, apparently a lot of the English folk were booing instead of the traditional kind of third down cheer. Uh,
6: I would say the most amazing thing I saw out there was uh, a London guy said duval and i was like that's
5: amazing <laughs> he said duval wow there we go yeah? so,
6: so they, they they adapted man and it was awesome you know the fans down there they, they were great sometimes they might not know what they're cheering you know for was going on because they're trying to learn the game but they're out there supporting and uh that's the biggest thing a lot of them had their jerseys on their black and teal, and to see that you know it, it excites us Awesome.
3: You got to watch a soccer game over there, too, right? Or no? Uh, I didn't
6: go to the you soccer didn't game, go. but
3: I heard about you it. You didn't go? No. Amanda doesn't oh. quite know how to stalk people like I do, apparently. <laughs> I mean, so I haven't they yet mastered done. that. No, I know some players went, and some players were saying that the things that they say at soccer games internationally oh, are, like, God, terrible. Like, children are cussing. No, yeah, they, like, bad. I heard about
6: that, too. They, yeah. they, they don't care. They go off. You thought football was pretty bad at aggressive yeah. soccer. It get. Get wild with the fans there.
1: Well, I was impressed because there were 90,000 in Wembley Stadium, and uh-huh. it was the same um, day that Manchester United was playing Manchester City. So wow. apparently, it was
4: getting wild. <laughs> Not that I would have had any idea, but
3: I flipped over. In were you there?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I used the route. <laughs> you mentioned that this was your your, your third trip over to London. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it helped, or I mean, obviously, it helps the team that you guys arrived in London on Thursday instead of Monday. Do you think it hurt the Bills that they got there so early?
6: Uh, No, I don't think it hurt them. I think actually it helped them to get there, you know, to be there for a week to adjust to that time with this being their, I believe their first time uh, being down there. So uh, it was actually more of an advantage for them to be down there for a week because at least it gave you two, three days to get adjusted, you know, practicing and uh, the time change. Uh, With the guys that played before, it was like a blessing for us because we kind of what to expect being there before. So we know what's going on. So we was able to adapt to the time change and uh, getting used to it. I mean, it still was hurting. I mean, going to a meeting at 8 o'clock, knowing that it's probably, you know what I mean, 3 o'clock back home, we still nodding off, but uh, we was able to manage and get through it.
1: So you got to play. Under, I had to make sure I was right. I thought I was. <laughs> you had to play under Urban Meyer, yeah, and Will Muschamp at Florida, yeah. Talk about the difference between those two coaches.
6: Oh man, uh, a huge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to start with that one. Uh, it, a huge difference. Um, we will give you all
1: the time you need.
6: Ooh, <laughs> I mean, we're gonna be here all day. I break that one. <laughs> so um, Erb man, great coach. You know, a guy who's you know a straightforward guy. But uh,
1: all business, right?
6: Straight, strictly business. Like you got to be part of his cool circle, you know, a program guy to become. You got you got to like earn your stripes with him, you know, and uh, I think that's a good approach, you know, to actually earn it. And you ain't coming into a situation with something handed to you. Whereas much champ, more player friendly, more open to walk ons and former players and probably could relate more. And uh, I think that was the difference between the two. Urban was more on you and much champ was probably a little more chill, understanding. I mean, don't get it twisted. Moonstam got his ways too now to, to get after it. Everybody knows that. that oh, man, he he get after it, but uh, they just just had two different, you know, mentalities but both great coaches.
1: So, would you say Gus Bradley is more like Urban Meyer or more like Will Muschamp because from the fan perspective, right. um I would say we would all say he's probably more like Will Muschamp as far as the player friendly.
6: Right. No, i mean, I, I could say he's, he's like Will Muschamp. Uh not as wild <laughs> is much champ because once champ, he's he he gonna here. break like three boards in a game, you know, just going off. Whereas Gus, <laughs> Gus, gonna try to explain it to you and tell you, look, this is where you messed up. He has his moments too now where he he go off, but uh, I would say Will and Gus are probably. I have a lot of similarities
3: so it's different scenarios but you and michael bennett both played for urban meyer obviously right. he played at ohio state <laughs> have you guys compared urban stories
6: definitely yeah. definitely i asked him about it all the time like did you have to fit into that circle he said yeah <laughs> man it, it was cra- <laughs> it was crazy i remember um, my my first year with urban uh, i had came in here and uh, he just asked me every day like do you love it don't answer it yet don't answer it you don't know you don't know <laughs> And I started feeling like, man, am I really here for <laughs> to play football? I might just, you know, have to go ahead and get this degree, man. I don't know if this would be, but after a while, man, I, I understood what he meant by it, and he just wanted. What did he
4: mean by he, it? Like
6: it was just, I guess, being a rookie. You know, he used to always say little things to people to kind of pick your mind. I guess, you know, him being a, a what it, what what we used to always say about uh much champ, man. He was a very demanding at times to where he would say things that confuse you and you didn't know how to answer it like he asked you do you love it and it's like you want to say yeah but it's like <laughs> do i love it that much <laughs> you know one of those kind of things man but uh he, if i
1: say yes i have to run right, right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> i might say
6: yeah and then devolve <laughs> but nah man he, he was a cool dude you know off the field man great to talk to great person uh his experience of where he traveled i mean it gets no better than than him as a as a coach and uh as a dad
4: awesome. Getting back to the, the London game, you guys came out in an early lead, 21-3, to three, mm-hmm. and then you gave up 24 points to give up the lead. Walk me through your mindset of what mm-hmm. goes through your, your head whenever you see a lead like that just vanish.
6: It's, it's tough. You know, uh, to get up that high in the game and all those emotions are rushing through. You're excited and you're like, wow, like we, you know, we're really getting it together. We're really having a good game defensively and on and on offense. And then when you kind of see bits and pieces start to tremble away, it kind of crush you a little bit. Cause you're like, Oh man, we don't play so well, but then it come down to one or two plays that determine the outcome of a game. And I think uh, moving forward, that's where we have to, you know, manage those situations to eliminate those plays to stay up and, and put the game away. But, uh, you know, it's nothing more exciting than pulling it off. You know, sometimes it ain't, it ain't what you do is how you do, and how we pulled that off was, how you was react more amazing. Yeah.
1: I bet the locker room at halftime was interesting.
6: <laughs> oh, it was pretty sick. Everybody was <laughs> excited, jumping around. Let's go, man. Let's finish it all. And that second half, we like, okay.
2: Well,
6: let's see how we're going to do this. Yeah.
2: Let's pick it up. We talked bit. about this, guys.
6: <laughs> you know, I got a little bit over my head for a little bit. Remember when you bit. were jumping? <laughs> yeah. right. we jumping to, <laughs> Speaking of that,
4: <laughs> a lot of people put a lot of uh, thought into the the second half adjustments and how the Jaguars mm-hmm. haven't necessarily played to their, their caliber in the second half. Right. Do you think? How much do you think goes into second Half adjustments. Do you think there's a lot to it, or is it sort of just uh, one of those things that people say?
6: I think a lot goes into it, and I think a lot of people say, "Oh, you got to lock them for sixty minutes." But when you think about it, that's kind of difficult to be focused every play for sixty minutes. And uh, some people probably won't understand that. I mean, uh, it's plays to where I'm locked in. and I'm, uh, I got this going on. Then you get a, a change or you know a different formation. Now you're mind blown. Oh, I got to do this. Got to do that. There's a thousand things going on out there. So it's it's, it's very difficult to to be locked in for that long but it helps the more you're locked in and focused the better the outcome will be
3: do you listen to the noise of fans i'm not talking in the game i'm saying like outside fan noise that are maybe criticizing the team whether it's on <laughs> social media or whatever do you listen to that
6: no I, I think the only time i've really ever paid attention to the fan noise was my first game i got to play and i was in seattle oh man the fans out there were crazy and i never forget how they threw a pass up and i had a chance to go like knock the ball down and the receiver rice caught it for a touchdown i was like oh man my first time i'm getting to play and a guy catch a touchdown and as i got to the sideline i heard this one guy say welcome to the nfl evans <laughs> here we go It's been a long day but uh, that's the only time i really you know I me mean, heard it but besides that i kind of ignore it i'm trying to focus on the game focus what the coaches telling me uh to be better at you know what's going on in game situations
1: all right, you were number nine at Florida, right?
6: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you're number twenty-six now. Right. So your Twitter channel still has number nine. Has Has any of the PR people ever coerced <laughs> you into changing it?
6: <laughs> uh, nobody really, ch- you know, talked about it. I joked with Tass and Tom. Asked him, "Could I wear, you know, a different jersey in practice?" But uh, you know, as far as media purposes, we can't. So. All right, so it is Florida Georgia Week. Right.
1: Are you gonna go to the game? You're gonna stay home and watch. What's your plan?
6: I'm 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 full fledged I'm tailgating and I'm going to the game. Nice Ooh.
1: Yeah <laughs> Especially the gators here on the porch love that answer. We'll uh, if we see you we'll certainly try and flag you Absolutely. down.
6: Give me a shout out.
1: Yeah, of course. And so the drinks here at Dream Finders Homes is Jaguar Safety Josh Evans joins us. Florida, it's basically like a cream sickle and a Georgia sweet tea. What kind of drinks will you have at your tailgate? Just water?
6: Uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of water. Gotta stay hydrated. It's gonna be pretty. Josh says yeah. water
3: has two jack PR people breathe. Yeah, a little, lots of water. You know,
6: gotta stay hydrated on this bye week. You know, got to come back. Well, it's gonna be like
1: eighty. I found out. I was really excited. I have these cute orange and blue leggings. And I'm not going to be able to wear it. You this. can't
3: say cute and orange and blue in the same sentence. Very no, true. Josh, please wow. punch her. Well, that <laughs>
1: that was,
6: <all> right. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> Get her off board. Punch
4: her we
3: gotta, arm. got to take her off the table. See, I can deal she with his outfit go. now he because it's all go. gray. His go. hat says gators, so I'm okay with it. As long as there's no... Because orange and blue leggings, they're so cute, awesome. I'm telling you. Mm.
6: we got so to get her up here. Yeah. we got to get up. her up here.
3: I will cut them up. I will burn them. <laughs> they will be burned. Wow. Okay, we'll have a burning party, we decided. <laughs> no,
6: we got to get off the station
3: <laughs> So
1: are you able to watch most of the Gator games on Saturdays? I know your schedule's pretty busy, and a lot of times you're traveling.
6: Uh, yeah, it depends on what time, you know, they play. I try to catch it or catch the rerun of it. But uh anytime they play at 7.30, we're usually meeting around that time, so I never really catch their night games.
1: Have you gotten to meet Jim McElwain at all?
6: No, I, I got a chance to meet some of the other coaches um, <clears throat> when I got up there for their first game, but I get, didn't get a chance to meet them personally.
1: Okay. So predict a score for me on Saturday. Unbiased. Oh,
3: he's not going to be able to do that.
6: Listen, listen. <laughs> got to go with my Gators winning by two touchdowns.
3: Woo! Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Wow. How upset will you be if they lose?
6: I'm not worried about them losing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could
3: happen. Oh. This happens in games. One team no, it, wins it, and it, one it, loses. It, it
6: does. <laughs> you know, if, She's it, saying
3: it, that because her team just <laughs> lost
1: right,
6: last right. Saturday. Trust me, she understands. So we, we get it. We get it. But uh, you know, it's one of them games. You know, it's, it's a rivalry game. So uh, it's going to be a great game, regardless on both half. Uh, you know, Georgia and Florida. And uh, you know, worst coming worst. Whatever happened, you learn from it. You grow from it. Right. And uh, bring it all the next week.
1: Do you remember the game where Mark Richt huddled up his team and I think this is before you got there, but he huddled up his team and they all danced on the field. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, I was in the stands that just like cool. few. <laughs> no, it wasn't cool. It wasn't, cool, wasn't cool at all. Pretty they pretty got cool. a penalty and they ended up winning See, that game.
6: I wasn't I wasn't a gated GS yet, but that was
1: pretty oh. cool. Oh, but then that, you know
6: then the next year we got you know we won and then they did the same thing on the field so it was like ah, uh, let's go but yeah. now it was kind of cool it's though.
1: such a great robbery all right so <laughs> do you have time to stick around with us for one more segment absolutely all right well uh tell everyone what your favorite wings were
6: Oh man, uh, the barbecue wings and the Dr Pepper wings were I've
1: never heard of Dr Pepper. <laughs> I've never heard of it neither. Me neither. So I have to, no, to have some. Absolutely. Great. So for everyone who's listening to us and hearing us, have a fantastic time here at Dreamfinders Homes. We will be out here three more times. So all you'll have to do is register on the Ten Ten website right before we announce it. All right, after we announce it, right before we come out to the home, and you can hang out with us. Free food, free drinks, including. Dr. Pepper Winks. So Jaguar <laughs> safety's Josh Evans will stick around for us for one more segment. So we will return with him in just a few moments. You listen to Helmets and Heels Built by Dreamfinders Homes on Tencent XL 92.5 FM.
0: Got a feeling that I'm going under, but I know that I'll make it
4: out alive if I quit calling you my lover move on.
0: You will. Girls just want to talk football. More helmets and heels built by DreamFinders Homes. Now on 1010XL, 92.5 FM.
1: DreamFinders Homes, thank you so much for having us yet again. Our guests have been fantastic, especially the Gator fans.
3: <laughs> what Gator fans? I don't see Those any Gator fans. Uh, I see a
1: Gator <laughs> fan. End, I see a Gator
3: fan.
1: Nope. There we go. Yeah, that's there right. There we go. I see multiple Gator fans and a few just, just left. That's right, we got the chomp. Amanda Borges always has all of the information for you. And tonight, as she does every week, she has the Fair and Fair injury update.
4: The personal injury attorneys of Farrah and Farrah present this injury update Farrah and Farrah protecting you and your family since 1979.
3: Good news for the Jaguars as they are on their bye week this week. Julius Thomas returned from London with some discomfort in his groin towards the end of the game, but he will continue to get treatment and he will get evaluated throughout the week. Great news for wide receiver Rashad Green. He continues to rehab his thumb injury. He's been working and running with the staff and he is eligible to return to practice next week. Woo-hoo. Go Noles! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do
1: it. I'm sorry. That doesn't surprise me <laughs> at all that she added that part in, because she's getting been a, she's been getting a little beat up. I by feel me. outnumbered here.
3: I feel like I have to defend myself. You do, absolutely.
1: I, I already said someone should punch you, which <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad about. I, it. I added, it in, <laughs> so the I added it in the arm. I added in the arm. So we are live at DreamFinder's home. <clears throat> Don't forget, when you visit... This Dream Fighters home, they can give you a chance to win $100,000 or any of the models for a tour. And in addition, you can also win four tickets to a game and a VIP pregame experience. Each week, they select a lucky person. And if a punt return (laughs) takes place during the game they've selected for them, they will be the winner of the $100,000. Not a bad thing. Uh, Josh Evans, Jaguar Safety, continues to join us. Josh it may be the bye week but I understand that there's got to be a lot of focus and preparation on kind of the, even though we're not exactly halfway, kind of the, we've made it to the bi-week sort of halfway point. Mm-hmm. What what goes through the team? Like, do you guys still get together this week? Kind of what happens on a bi-week?
6: Uh, I mean, it depends. Everybody pretty much go there separate ways. You got, you know, a few married people who might go home or go to their places or meet back up with family. Everybody usually take about a, a day or two off and then come back and regroup. So, um, I would say we probably split up for a little bit, but we always regroup probably on a Saturday, Sunday, get back, do like a dinner that night, and then get ready for that next week.
1: Were you one of the people at Ruth Chris a few weeks ago when the Jags had like a few people go out for that night of dinner? Were you one of them? I think it was. Talk about was
4: Creeper. <laughs> She's a little bit of
1: a Do you, like,
3: <laughs> Do you like hire PIs to like search for jacks players uh, yeah. throughout the
1: city? It actually was Frank Frangie's birthday. Oh. And he was at Ruth Chris. And I think it was just the defensive line that came in um, yeah. now that I remember. But he said he saw a bunch of Jack Slayers. It was, yes. No, I wasn't Pontius. at that one. You weren't no. at that one. Okay. But I Josh just wonder. not invited. I know. No, I sorry to bring up that painful <laughs> moment. But I, what I wondered was when you guys like go out to dinner in. Is it, like, mm. How much food actually gets consumed? Because I think the regular person thinks of a football player as just eating like tons and tons like Tad Dickman is right now.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I would say the D-line tab is a little bit
1: different <laughs> than the,
3: <dependent laughs> than the DB tab.
6: we kind of around the 300 area. They're probably more around $2,000.
3: Oh
6: <laughs> but, I mean, you got some big guys, man.
3: Big no. guys. I wonder if it was rough for them on the plane. Uh, was it tight quarters?
6: Yeah, a few yeah. of them were complaining a little bit, but uh, it was all fun and games. They had fun.
3: <laughs> on the plane? <laughs> <laughs> the
6: fu- The plane was fun.
3: Was it? Yeah, it was fun. Oh, wow. good.
6: It's fun. You know, you're on a plane for about nine hours and uh, you're just hanging around the fellas and. Mm-hmm telling jokes, laughing, dancing around, having fun. What happens on so. the
4: plane after a win?
6: Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm ah, you know, we're just excited everybody, you know, just joking around, having fun. Like I said, playing music, trying to speak the, the London accent, just jollying around, man.
4: Jollying around. What jolly about around. for Great English words. Halloween this weekend? Are you dressing up?
6: I thought about it. I'm not sure. I might, you know, a few Halloween parties were mentioned, but...
4: Who are you going to dress up uh, as? Just a few. Just a <laughs>
6: few. I don't know. I, I dressed up two years ago as Aladdin, but I, I don't know. Oh,
1: nice.
6: <laughs> yeah, I was kind of cool.
1: Isn't Sergio Brown's favorite movie Aladdin? It is. Yes, yeah.
5: it
1: is. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Disney movie?
6: Mm, Lion King. Lion King? Yep.
1: Lion King so was that was Telvin's favorite movie. Yeah. Don't you cry every time you watch it? No. What? Not even when Bufasa no. dies. Yeah.
6: I mean, as a kid, I did. I but can't not watch. Now? It. No way I can cry now. But what? Do you cry, cry during
3: anything now? Like no. the notebook?
6: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a Florida State thing. Watch- what? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> they watch soft movies like that. Okay.
4: What's the last movie you <laughs> cried at?
6: The last movie I cried at? Uh, Green Mile. Oh.
1: Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that, what that about quote? Remember the Titans? That was a hard one, too. That was that's a hard. tough
6: one. That was yeah. a tough one. But yeah, Green Mile. I cried during I Publix
1: commercials, like the one that's <laughs> what? new. What? Oh yeah, the new one that's got like a, the dad and the daughter and the little girl. Commercial. Like they start with he talks about like our lives were going in one direction, you know, like we were all about ourselves, and then all of a sudden you came into the world, and now our lives became about you. And it takes it all the way to her birthday when she's probably like thirty something, and it's really emotional. And oh gosh, you guys, think, lock in the next time. I'll take your for alone, Woman alone,
3: See? Very You agree
4: with me.
1: And you said Florida
3: State people were soft. Come on. (laughs) She's a
6: female. She's allowed to be soft. (laughs) 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 She's allowed to be soft. (laughs) When you speak, you speak for Florida State. Okay. All right. Okay.
1: (laughs) All right, uh, Josh. We're gonna ask you some random questions. Can you cook? Yeah. Yeah. What's your specialty meal?
6: I like to cook uh, grilled chicken with rice and corn. Okay. Basic meal. That's I'm not a chef or nothing specific. like that. I'm not a chef or nothing, but I can survive. I, got I can you. survive now. No, it's
1: funny you mentioned okay. that. The first time I ever had an interview with a player, it was right after the first preseason game last year, and I got to interview Puzlesny, <laughs> And it was right during the fireworks going off. So I'm already nervous, and I talk loudly to begin with. Right. But so then there's fireworks during the interview, and I was like, Paul, what, <laughs> what's your favorite meal your wife cooks? I'm like, literally like, screaming at him right. when, you, when you hear it played back. And he's like, Um, and he's probably distracted by the fireworks. He's like, something with chicken and rice. And I yell back, that sounds delicious. (laughs) Lauren, do we have that? We do. We have it somewhere in the system. And like literally my family and friends played that like 10 times in a row. Like, that sounds delicious. And they're like, you don't even know what he's talking about. It's like oh, the most man. random so well, Why did movie? you ask him that after a game? <laughs> we, I, I was doing the like one-on-one interview with him, like the personal side. Okay. So I was asking him all sorts of questions. <laughs> so that's where like the singing that. in the shower question
4: started. Yeah. Singing oh. of which?
6: Um, <laughs> oh, Here we go.
4: <laughs> song of choice to sing in the shower. Ah,
6: song of choice. Ooh. Hmm. Drew Hill, Beauty.
4: Oh, wow. You had to think about that for a minute. Did you have to I find a good to. one?
6: Because there's a few songs now. I so was going to say, what's the song
4: that first to came to mind? You have,
1: you have a smooth voice. I bet you can sing.
6: A little bit. I try. You know, I play the piano, so every okay. now and I try to harmonize. Me too. Bit. Can
1: we get along on that? Absolutely. We okay, <laughs> can do it one day. All right. We will. We will. <laughs> love it. I have national anthem spots available for all the Northport Florida <laughs> <laughs>
6: basketball games. I'll get your information. Wait. Maybe that how much does it pay? <laughs> hey, we might be talking. Yeah, right? I, it, I about to say, could I sign up for that, you know, $100,000 dollars talking about? <laughs> Go ahead.
1: All right, another random question. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate.
3: I like chocolate or cheese. That question is better. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like chocolate or cheese better? Chocolate. Okay.
1: Did you know that cheese is as addicting as drugs? I just found this out last week. No way. No, it is. Cheese is apparently, there's something in cheese, and it's as, like, you can be as addicted to cheese as you are drugs. and I was like, I am.
6: I can't. I can't. I'm not a big fan of cheese. (laughs) Only when paired with wine, yeah. Do you think
3: that leggings are pants?
6: (laughs) No. Okay.
4: No.
3: Do you object to
4: ladies wearing them as pants?
6: Uh, I mean, it's cool sometimes, you know? as long as you don't well, wear sometimes leggings.
4: Sometimes they say, no. You know,
6: it's, it's cool sometimes. But to wear leggings every, I guess some people that wear it all the time, are like, all right, now you wear leggings all the time.
1: Like, Especially if it's like you're trying to get away with the yoga pants as an everyday right. like, professional look. then Then like it you can take get a picture a little... saying
6: you just worked out, but really walked to the store and you know, got the leggings and your Nikes on. It's like you ain't even do nothing, but you you post you a picture the on part. IG saying I just worked out. I broke I a sweat on... walking to the store. Great job. By
1: the way, IG is Instagram for those who Instagram. don't know. Lauren, Absolutely. you don't have to clarify that. Yeah. Uh, got my it. parents Just in
0: case. Oh, Okay, okay.
3: I don't know what you
1: gator people do.
0: I don't know what you guys do go. on
1: social media. Here we go. Um, okay, so is a hot dog a sandwich? No. And have you heard we had this debate with Ryan Davis?
6: Did he consider it a sandwich?
1: Yes. He, yes, but he, at first he said no, then he came around full yes. circle and said it is.
3: No. We I all said no, either. too. Yeah, we don't need to go into this debate again because we talked about it for a long time. Really? Yeah. But I've it's never not, heard that. It's I've not a sandwich. have never heard being
6: a sandwich. What makes it a sandwich?
3: Because it's There's meat bread. in between two pieces of bread. Wow. But. Mind-blowing. We have someone that's raising their hand in the crowd. <laughs>
5: North Carolina hot dog between two slices of bread. Oh, he says in North yeah,
3: Carolina, so hot dogs are right. in yeah, between two slices I've definitely been of that served that, that be a before. hot dog sandwich, okay.
2: actually. Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> all right, Uglis, We'll reconsider. You've lived in Jacksonville for three years. Yeah. Best place to take a girl on a date?
6: Best place to take a girl on a date? Uh, wine and canvas. Oh. Uh,
1: wine and canvas. Yeah, pretty romantic. manning. All Wait, the guys are
4: here. No,
6: it wasn't Roof, Chris, fellas. It was a wine and campus place. Those
1: oh.
3: places are really fun. Yeah, it was. It was. Cool. Have y'all done them before? Is it like yes. painting when yes. you drink wine? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's pretty cool. I don't know what one in is. I've never heard. No, you figured it out? Okay, yeah. It's great. It's a lot of fun. your cheat meal?
4: Cheat
6: meal? Oh, man. Soulful. I love baked macaroni and cheese, uh, candy ams, collard greens.
4: Have you been to Soulful Bistro?
6: Absolutely. (laughs) Try not to go during the season, though. Most people here, and obviously, in at home, couldn't see his
1: eyes change. (laughs) Your eyes went from normal (laughs) to, like,
6: huge. You can see me looking a little husky. I probably ate there a few times. Out the week. Only a few. <laughs> yeah, a few times.
1: Do you get on the scale regularly in the off season? Not
6: really, not as much as during the season. Okay. During the season, we on the scale pretty much like every day. You in checking your weight.
3: Do you Sorry. do you, I no you're good. You go. Sure. I was just wondering off season and during the season, is it really that different when it comes to your diet and working out? I mean it obviously takes some time off, but is it like yes. night and day?
6: Yes. Really? Um, it's it's big because uh, during the season, you can kind of cheat a little bit because you're burning so many calories off running around out there, definitely in Florida in this sun. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the off season, you go two months eating bad it is a big, you know what I mean, difference. Uh, I remember I had surgery on my shoulder this off season, and I couldn't work out for three months. And I went from probably a six-pack to no abs. And it was like, uh, it's time to get back in that weight room. soon this is all like, up okay. But, uh, yeah. It's, it's a hard it's, life, isn't it? It's hard. It's tough. It's tough. You know, it, it's tough. Definitely. I mean, you want to stay in good shape. You don't want to let yourself go can't, too bad. Can't do you it. Wanna, it's hard to come back when you let yourself go too much.
1: That's true. What position would you play if you didn't play safety?
6: D-line. I'd be a DN.
3: Wow. I got the
6: heart of a D-line.
3: Yeah. Wow.
6: <laughs> yes. i will be a Leo. <laughs> all right. <laughs> nice. Yes.
3: What if you didn't play football? What would you play? Um,
6: Good question. Probably basketball.
4: Can be an actor and your favorite play sport? roles is the no Not at all. Besides football? And
6: I'm really not that good at it, but I just say basketball because I think I'm good at it, and I'm not that good at it.
4: What is your favorite sport besides football?
6: Uh, I don't really have a favorite besides football.
4: Do you enjoy watching other teams play? No. No, not at all? It's weird.
6: I mean, to be a football player, you would think I'll watch other teams play on sundays but no that's it my i'm watching shows you know i mean when i'm at this because i'm i've been around it since i was nine you know so i've been playing football since nine so come a time where it's like okay football it's my time i come home study my notes watch my film that's it every now and then i might watch a monday night game or thursday night game but you know i try to use my off time as my time to relax
1: is that why you're number nine yeah All right. See, there's your nugget. You can go to people and say, my name is Amanda Borges, and the reason Josh Evans was number nine at the University of Florida is because he started playing football when he was nine. That's a
3: good one. Can I use that? Do I have your permission? You
6: can use that. Hopefully
3: someone will need that in trivia and then be able to use my response. Because I was talking about that during the break. I was like, the reason why I want a nugget is because I'm terrible at trivia, so I love when people give me these little fun facts, and then I can maybe be good at trivia one day. And then I'm not. <laughs> and then I'm terrible. Oh, bless your heart. I get it. <laughs> you get it. I get, you feel it. Me? I get it. Yeah, I know. Josh,
1: thank you so much for joining us. This has been a blast.
6: Oh man, thank you for having me. I couldn't be anywhere else tonight.
1: You, well, you certainly are in a gorgeous place. Thanks. Have you thank toured the home yet,
0: Josh?
6: Yeah, man, it's is amazing. It awesome? This was my first time being in here. No yep. way. Would definitely love to see if I can be here Saturday before the game. <laughs> that, was that would be that a great. plug. That was a low-key hint. That was a Hit, yes. hit. Hit, hit. Hit, uh,
1: wink, wink. would be great. I get to avoid yeah. the crowd
6: over there, be here. It's pretty chill. Come
1: on, we love the crowd. Oh,
6: I mean, you love the crowd, but love every it. now and then you want to... No, make sure you walk right here, <laughs> walk right in. Great All right,
1: Well, you heard it here first. Josh Evans predicts the Gators by two touchdowns against the Georgia Bulldogs on Saturday when they kick off at three thirty. <sighs> Josh, leave us with one piece of advice you would give to a rookie.
6: Um, so don't get overwhelmed by the game. You know, it's a long process and it's not how you start. It's how you finish.
1: And you know what? That should be the advice of. Helmets and heels. Okay, Dream homes. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. How our finishing is strong. Thank you Definitely. so much.
6: And Dream Dreamfinders, if you're listening, please come Saturday. I would love to be here. And There's no shame this,
3: in his game. This,
6: this, this, this special place of y'all. Thank
1: you. You heard that here first as well. All right, we will check in with Fat Tony on a Fat Tuesday on 1010 X. Not only 2.5 of them.